Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. What can the fans expect then from Ian Holloway's Millwall? Well, hopefully we can stop losing. Well, hopefully we can stop losing. Well, hopefully we can stop losing. Ladies and gentlemen, broadcasting from beautiful South Bermondsey, this is Achtung Millwall. The devil is riding out the streets of South Bermondsey, dear listeners. The four horsemen of the apocalypse are running up and down Milderson Road. The White Walkers are queuing up across the car park to get their tickets. Yes, indeed, dear listener, the circus is in town. Welcome to Akdong Millwall. You're listening to myself, Nick Hart. You're here for the apocalypse, the return of the pantomime villain, Ian Holloway. Mill versus QPR, a championship ground is filling up nicely. We've got the kids waving their friendly flags on the pitch, but I don't think it's going to be a, friendly, be a very friendly experience for Ollie tonight. He's got a kind of a, a, a ring of steel going on down there at the moment with um, security and um, photographers standing from there was, there was a barrier earlier on, I don't know if that's going to remain for the game, but certainly it's going to be a high profile security operation to keep Ollie at bay from the rabid Millwall support. Tonight's team news sees Marlon Romeo starting in defence, Tunnicliffe's in midfield, and Morrison back starting up front. Pretty much conventional Millwall 11 otherwise, the, the, the 11 you'd pick for a game like this. Crowd is filling up, it's a sellout. All three Millwall sides are sold out. I don't know about the away end. They were running still with 500 tickets yet to go. Last time I looked. In, uh, Neil Harris has called for an electric atmosphere. I think he's going to get it tonight, dear listeners. Somebody's chaps have been on the source. As I drove in tonight, I came past the, the Stanley Arms, the ancient foresters, and you can normally gauge a big match by the amount of people standing around outside the pubs at an early point in the evening. I was coming past about half past six, and the, both boozers were, were, were packed. I mean, they were, they were rammed, and there were people on the street outside. So that's a, a measure of the interest in tonight's game.
Now, one thing we do want to uh, keep in mind is despite the circus, despite the, uh, the devil incarnate, the Antichrist, Damien, there are three points, three championship points at stake, and that's really more to the point. But um, I think I might be pissing in the wind with that, that last remark. For the, most of the crowd here tonight, this is about settling of scores with Ian Algernon Xavier Holloway. Here we go, here come the teams. Still some spaces, a few spaces around the den, but mostly it's um, the Cobra Red is pretty packed. As is the Docker stand opposite, and I'm from what I can see of it, the West End where I am. the question you've got to ask yourself is would you fancy being in a Kim Yar shirt out there in an atmosphere like this tonight? I don't think I would fancy it very much. Big question is whether this team that uh, Holloway's put out there tonight has got the, the bowl for it tonight. Let's see. There's a big um, tradition of big games going slightly square or something then. Uh, let's hope it doesn't go down that road tonight. As Bermondsey Boy put it so succinctly on Twitter, Adolf Hitler would have got a warmer welcome round here than Ian Holloway. Nice start tonight's proceedings in 16th position. 1-6, draw 9, lost 9. Played tw uh, 4-26 against 27. 27 points for a minus 1 goal difference. QPR are uh, two, two places behind us. 1-6, draw 9, lost 9, same as. But they've got a bigger goal difference. 26 scored, 34 conceded, minus 8. Especially from Harry. The hate is unreal, says Harry. He's over there in the East Stand, lower. Two teams lining up. Mill going to be attacking the away end. Cooper attack the cold blow lane in the first half. There's the first of the evening there. <laughs> I think there's going to be a few more, dear listeners. The circus is in town, as they say. And away we go. Holloway, of course, slowly comes in tonight with baggage from his time at Millwall, but we also have his um, silly dance when uh, QPR equalised back in September in the two-all draw at Loftus Road. He did a, a most bizarre dance, which uh, caused some uh, angle. Although he had been taking a, a slating for 90 solid minutes from the, the 2,000 Millwall fans there that night. Um, and also, of course, his, his post-match remarks how... Um, he kept Millwall up and Neil Harris had relegated us despite him leaving Harris with uh, an unenviable position when he was finally sacked. So there's the measure of the man that we're up against tonight. A bumptious little man. I, I well remember when he first appeared. I mean, and let's be honest, when he first came to us, he came with high hopes. So I don't think there were many who, who disapproved of the, um, of the appointment. One or two, but not many. I certainly didn't. But I do remember an odd feeling when he did one of his exec lounge speeches where he would announce the team and his tactics. Uh, I can't remember which game it was now, I was in the exec lounge uh, for once and I was struck by what, a, what a, an egotistical little man he was, he called for quiet uh, in, in what was a fairly packed um, bar and it was just the strangest experience where you want to believe in somebody but actually with the evidence of your own eyes says that, uh, that the man that's been appointed to run, run the club that you, you care so much about appears to be a charlatan. Um, and there was always that lurking doubt in my mind after that. 
Then, of course, we had the, the, the comments after the Leeds win, 2-0 um, win over Leeds, where uh, Jimmy Savin's name was banded around, and he, he rather had a go at Mill fans for the, the, the banter, as he put it. Um, and from that point onwards, I think the romance was well and truly over. Although he did survive a long time, in all honesty. Um, he was given more, more time than uh, many would have been. Certainly Lomas didn't get the amount of credit that uh, Holloway received. In the end, he was sacked in the March of 2014. Rightly so, incidentally. Early free kick for, for QPR. Two, two minutes coming for three minutes. On the left-hand side, they've taken it short. On the edge of the middle penalty here. QPR flashing, that's, that's cleared by the Lions' defence. There was, of course, the undignified clinging onto the job when... Um, after the Norwich game, the 4-1 defeat at home, the clinging on to his, his, um, his compo, his million-pound compo. He wanted the ball into the middle box there. That's pretty clear. Edge of the penalty area for QPR in their trademark uh, white and blue hoops tonight. Lions in, in their dark blue shirts. Free kick there to, uh, against James Meredith. On James Meredith. Left-hand side. And he was, of course, backed big but for signings. Money was spent. They fritted away 47 players used. Uh, names such as Meyerhofer. Simeon Jackson, Gary Taylor-Fletcher, Angel Martinez, just to name just, just, just a few for you, dear listeners. You can remember as well as, as, well as I can do. This is Morris on the edge of the penalty, and it'll ball over the top to no one now, unfortunately. Four minutes gone. Block one is strangely full around me. All sorts of new faces here for tonight's proceedings, as you get on these big occasions. It's, um, I suppose mankind is a territorial creature. We're not far removed from the apes themselves, so I've, my little territory feels invaded, dear listener. Incidentally, I'm going to try and say dear listener, not dear listeners. I've been doing a little bit of research on radio presentation. How about that, mates? And one of the uh, tricks of the trade, which you'll have to keep an ear out for now, is you try and bring the listener into your world by saying listener, singular, rather than listeners. Boop. Don't do it. Don't do it, kids. We're joined by Mickey Simpson, the fan on the ball, don't we, Mickey? Hello, happy Christmas and happy New Year, listeners. That's voice there when you've been doing a radio presentation. Bob. That's it, that's it. Hello. <laughs> Really turn up. Was you? And uh, what's the security like out there for? But there was there was a, a load of stewards and whatnot. But mm. they'd already planned that they were going to bring him straight in, yeah. and they knew. But the problem is, he come in as soon as he knew he was coming round. Yeah. Stood in front of the coach, giving it all the fucking ear hand rolls. on the ears. Ear what are you saying? What are you saying? What are you saying? What a wanker! What a wanker! Absolutely. If it kicks off, then you've got things well, like that to look at. That's him. That's yeah. it. Yeah. But, I think the police are aware and everyone else is aware yeah, what he did. Here come the lines. Six minutes. Break down the neck there. This is Aiden O'Brien. He's got Wallace in the inside of him. Wallace in three in the box. All behind him going forwards. Slip the horse to Romeo. He's in the penalty. The lines continue momentum. All across the box. That's going to go for a corner. Left side of corner. This is what you call a pumped up crowd here, dear listeners. But it's going to be George Savile on the left. Taking a corner. Clock just ticks past the seven-minute mark. Floated in towards the centre. There's Hutchinson coming on a, a late run into the box. Just flicked away from him at the last by the QPR defence. That's going to go for another corner. No, stays in play. Oh, it's over from close. There was a slight kind of um, point-blank. Um, no, no direction to that from Jake Cooper. Put over the bar in the event, but little moment there, ball's kind of um, laying loose on the left, back into the middle and then put over from close by, by Cooper I think that was, long throw forwards this is Lee Gregory in the middle and ball is the shout goal kick is the decision Gregory on the breakthrough, kind of clattered into the, the defender, the six, shout for handball from the crowd, but the referee points to the goal kick 
I was in the um, players' change room with Mickey a few weeks back doing a, a little interview piece. And I was interested to see all the feel-good um, psycho slogans painted over, emulsioned over, no, rightly yeah. so. Get rid of whatever Holloway ever thought he'd done here. You need to get rid of it because the blokes. Well, he bought into this kind of psycho feel-good stuff, didn't he? Like love each other and um, give, give your each best. Other a, oh, shit, give each other a hug and yeah. motivational speaking are, and all that. These are men. These are professionals. They, they, you you, you no. turn up to your pride in your own job. Uh, At the end of the day, you go out there, you give your heart, and that's it. The fans will tell you what they think. Absolutely. And that's it. That's all you need to worry about. I do recall another thing. I recall from Holloway during his little um, little boons and middle vessels. Morrison ball bouncing loose. Um, was, was a, a, during this um, infamous exec lounge experience that I had, was him claiming he was going to educate the middle crowd into um, proper football, which seemed to be, um, well, from what we saw of it, was a passing style, such as you could describe that period in our, our, our history. Uh, he was going to educate the London proletariat of Millwall in the, uh, in the beautiful game. He wins, was it 12, 12 wins out of um, 49 odd matches? I can't remember, I haven't got the figures to hand. But that was his, that was his um, education. 428 days, I found the figures. Ian Holloway in charge, 428 days at Millwall. In that time, we won 14, we drew 19, we lost 29, we scored 55 goals, and we conceded 94 goals. Minus 39 was a goal difference. We basically conceded got twice as many goals as we scored every game under his educational approach to, to, to football. 15 minutes, line showing more brightness so far. No, good, no score yet. It's a free kick. Deep inside, I don't know if Jordan Archer's going to take. A little bit of nervous, uh, nervousness around the club, I think. There's a slight sense of anticipation that can be um, crushing of performance. We've all been there, gentlemen, haven't we? You get yourself overexcited and then can't, um, can't perform. So it is slight at the moment as we go into the 16th minute of the game. There's a QPR pressing forwards here. All runs loose. That's hoofed clear by Jake Cooper. Fantastic show by the Lions on, on Boxing Day in the two-all draw against Wolves. Real grit and real determination in making a comeback after taking an early lead, seeing that overturn to make a comeback and, and pull um, a point and then uh, go close to winning it. I thought it was a fantastic show by this squad of players. A lot of people want to get close to Holloway to well, abuse him. Though, it, <laughs> oh, fantastic. That's what the, uh, that what the stadium was built for. Yeah, well, well, this is a very special event, isn't it? Not a great football match so far, dear listeners. Um, slight sense of, um, I suppose, anti-climax at the moment, perhaps. I don't know, but um, certainly no one really showing much at all at the moment. The Lions moving the ball around well when they get a chance to settle on the ball. There's a great quote on Twitter from Bermondsey Boy that I saw. I'm an avid fan of Bermondsey Boy's work. Yeah, he's brilliant. Um, he put um, about Wolves and the, the um, highly expensive nature of their squad with players from Atletico Madrid, Porto, Valencia, places of that kind. He said, that's all very well, but until you've been playing in South East London with a bloke called Terry calling you a cunt for 90 minutes, you haven't really played in the game. No, that's it. That's it. <laughs> it was very uh, amusing, witty. I, I, I've got to meet you. Yeah, he's the Oscar Wilde of Millwall, Bermondsey boy. Halfway through the first half, the crowd trying to ignite the game. Not been a huge amount of incident to report on, as you will have gathered from the absolute piffle that I've come out with so far. Surface looks a little skiddy. It's been pouring down the rain all, all day. It's cleared towards the end of the afternoon, but it will be a little bit skiddy out there. One or two players, mural players, losing their footing, which is worrying. Don't see too much of that. QPR trying to take the sting out of the game. 23, 24 minutes, the listeners, by holding on to the ball in their own half, passing it back and forth. Chased down there by Lee Gregory just to break that up. They're clearly trying to take the crowd out of the equation. 
David Livermore speaking to the news at Den said that the Den's atmosphere on its day cannot be replicated. You can train for these situations, he said, but you can't actually, um, until you've been in it, you can't deal with it. This is QBR come down the right-hand side. We'll ball into the box. Striker takes and turns. It clatters into the legs of the mill defence there. Certainly on our day, we're as good as anyone, in my opinion. Um, if only it could happen more often. But there we are. It's been a big factor in our home form this season, that much is for sure. This is Morrison, long ball forwards, trying to seek out Aidan O'Brien. That was a poor ball forwards, cleared by the QPR defence. Then surface is remarkably good this season. I mean, go back to the old days, even not, not that long ago, it was quite warm down this, this uh, strip alongside the West End. But these days the grounds will do a fantastic job in it, don't they? That's, that's a good surface, mate. But yeah, apart from the bit this side of the White Lions AstroTurf. But, yeah, know. but I mean the actual... <laughs> No, the actual pitch is great. The actual pitch part is, is very also, good. also, the training ground's exactly the same. Yeah, it's replicated there, isn't it? That's right. It was a fascinating little glimpse of the training ground when we went down there the other day. It's quite... Um, the rules that uh, govern the, the running of the place are quite quite interesting. Like you, there was one bit we couldn't walk into, the dining room. We weren't allowed in there. We, we could wait, but we couldn't go in. It was, it was just run on the strict... Um, Nil rules that with... Yeah, uh, like captain yeah. on board ship almost. It's, it? his, it's his. It's his domain. It's his, yeah, yeah, basically. I think that includes Steve Cavanaugh, chief exec. Yeah. He was also governed <laughs> yeah, by the same yeah, rules. Yeah. And he said got fined when he, his phone went off and he took the call. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Creates camaraderie, doesn't it? Discipline, camaraderie, uni uniform approach, yeah. that's right. This is Tunnicliffe, dispossessed, not with a little moment too long there. 27 minutes on the halfway line, that QPR coming down our right. All floated in, floated in, that's going to go for a goal kick. No danger there, dear listener. One thing that was fascinating was the old turn style that was retrieved from the... Um, the old ground at the training ground. I mean, it's one of those, um, the pedals would go down and um, the, the, the turnstile would clatter. And there used to be a fiddle where you could keep the pedal turned down, it would just clatter and you could take the money, apparently. Um, so, uh, hence the demise of cash on the turnstiles, because it was too easily fiddled. This is a ball out wide right now for Millwall, 27 minutes. This is balled in from Tunnicliffe towards Morrison. He's skidded and fell. It falls now to Saville. Block shot on the line by the goalkeeper. Morrison was lining up there, but he skidded and fell. The surface very skiddy, unfortunately. 28 minutes. Now, this is Tunnicliffe come down the right. He's an effective operator on the right, I've got to say. More effective there than I've seen him in the central zone. All across the box. It's now uh, George Saville on the left. All back into the middle towards Gregory. That's headed clear. And QPR will bring away. All into the middle. This is Gregory. He takes. Can he turn? It took him time, it's come off the QPR defender's foot there, the corner. I thought that was it for a moment, dear listener. 29 minutes, Mill corner on the left-hand side. George Saville, both arms raised. Ball's floated in towards the middle, that's towards Cooper, headed away by the defender. A little snippet of Mill news from News at Den. Harry Smith has returned from loan at Swindon Town. He wasn't getting the game time down there, he said. He didn't want to stay somewhere where he's not getting the game time. Can't blame him for that. Um, whether he's going to give any pressure for the uh, front line here or not, I don't know. But he may go back out on loan somewhere else, but certainly wasn't getting the game time at the, uh, at the county ground, Swindon. So he's returned back to Millwall. Just thinking about Lee Gregory. Um, Holloway was widely um, slated for semi-ruining uh, not only Sid Nelson's career, making him captain at such a young age, but also um, attempting to ruin Lee Gregory's um, career. He gave him no confidence at all. And Webster, he actually destroyed his, his, his game, didn't he? Did you he? see the, um, 
the news at Denver, the guy from the opposition saying that you know he plays a winger as a striker and he plays yeah, well, we a, know a midfielder. That, don't we? Some of the players that we saw down here, um, he don't change his spots. Leopards don't change their spots. 32 minutes, it's Mill on the attack, trying to work a little one-two towards Romeo on the, on the right side there. That's put into touch by the QPR defence. Nice little one-two to Jeb Wallace. Into the box now, shot. Ooh, into the side netting. For a moment, I think everyone thought that was in. Shot into the side netting. Let's watch it again. Little uh, one-two down the right-hand side. It falls to Wallace. Shot into the side netting. Inches wide, inches wide. They're under a lot of attack, they're under a lot of pressure. We've got to try and make this count, though. All in the season, a lot of pressure, but no goals. This is QBR coming down the right-hand side, 35 minutes. A little bit of cross into the box there. The far post, that's batted away by Jill Narcher. That was a little moment there. They had a chance there. Took a lot of criticism for letting in that uh, goal against Wolves for the two-all on Saturday but that was a that was a decent save there anyone don't think he's a decent keeper he's delusional in my opinion Nick is kindness himself he's been drinking all day he's going to get me a bottle your kindness itself mate if there's an election for a fan on the board I'm voting for you <laughs> moment's danger there for Mill we've got to be careful tonight it's, it's, it's a much hyped game the circus is in town as, as uh, you'll have gathered by now uh, but we've got to be careful the QPR Worked a little space there down the right side and, and put the cross in, and that was not a bad header at the far left post. Well saved by Jill Narcher. 36 minutes. Beautiful work by Lee Gregory, almost releasing Wallace. Coalkeeper clears. Just in the nick of time there. Beautiful take and turn. He does that so well. Much, much underrated striker. Another man that takes a lot of stick online. Unjustifiably so, in my humble opinion. He did a fantastic um, holding off a stronger opponent and turn and put uh, almost released Jeb Wallace through there. A good work by their goalkeeper cleared the situation. Not quite so cold tonight. It's been pouring down the rain all day. It's cleared now, dear listener. And it is it's cold, but it's not um, horrendously cold, not compared with some of the recent games we've had. Floodlights brilliant under the dark skies of South East London. The lights of Canary Wolf. The shining lights of Big Capital shining away in the distance. Like the tower in the Lord of the Rings. What's it called? It's the um, Tower of uh, Mordor, isn't it? Mordor. Nice challenge in the last ditch there by Marlon Romo, just to break that move up. There's a little moment there where they're coming at us. 42 minutes, a little flick over there towards uh, Steve Morrison. The QPR defence is all hands to the pump to keep him contained. Half-time call with no extra time at all. Unusual, don't see that very often in the modern game. 45 minutes are up, that's half-time. It's, um, it's been a slightly anticlimactic half of football. Um, the game obviously had a huge amount of hype to it coming into tonight's, tonight's proceedings. The game hasn't quite lived up to that. Mill probably had more pressure in that first half. Um, QPR have had one or two opportunities. But the break is nil-nil. Kentucky Fried Chicken School. Yep, today we're making the Colonel's original recipe. What have you learned? Fresh chicken makes the best chicken. And that we use 11 herbs and spices. Oh, but that's the Colonel's secret. And special pressure cooking. <laughs> so it's always tender and juicy. Looks like you've learned to make great chicken. Only way to serve our customers right. It's so nice, nice to live. So good about a So good about Kentucky Fried Chicken.
can't beat a bit of bother at half time, dear listeners, and it's been supplied courtesy of the fan on the board, so a big, big thank you for that. Well, the game needs a goal, dear listeners, I've decided at half time. Mickey agrees, it needs a goal, it needs a spark. The crowd has gone a little bit flat. Um, the 90 minutes hate has slightly tailed off slightly. Just kicking off the second half of the Lions attacking the cold blow lane end. But it does need a spark of something, an incident or something, just to set the place alight. Mickey and I are just sharing a bother with a choice of champions, I think you'd say. Let's see, let's see, let's see, yeah. We're going to get some sponsorship off of Bovril. So, so all these betting companies that back other websites and, and fan TVs. We're into Bovril. We should get Bovril, shouldn't we? <laughs> Flick header on from Morrison, finds Savile. He'll come down the left. That's going to go for a throw in. 46 minutes. Longish throw in towards. Well, it's neither towards Morrison nor towards Gregory. So, in between and cleared by the QPR defence. Tunnicliffe wanted to get a little bit too long as the ball fell to him. That's floated in by Marlon Romer towards Steve Morrison. It falls to Lee Gregory. Can he take a turn? Ball across the box. Goes for a corner. Right sided corner. 46 and a half minutes. A little moment of panic there in the QPR defence. You might have noticed my voice is more mellifluous. It's due to the bovril. Rejuvenated my vocal cords, my larynx. It's got a little bit choky earlier on, I apologise. In comes the right sided corner. Deep, deep, deep. Goes across the box. Runs clear on the, on the left hand side. Sometimes Tori are doing vocal exercises, but they might sound even, just talking to yourself doing a podcast is random enough. So me standing over here going before a game. Um, I suppose it would fit in quite nicely in the lower Jeremy Kyle stand at the Cold Blow Lane in, but up here in the West Upper we have uh, certain standards, and I think I might be sectioned if I was to stand here doing that. Free kick Jake Cooper on the halfway line, 48 minutes, lumped forwards towards Morrison. Gets ahead to it, it's back across goal, but it's going to be hoofed clear by that QPR central defender, Queen's Park Rangers. Played at a variety of grounds around West London, these days obviously in Loftus Road. Once upon a time they were talking about moving to Brentford, I, I, I seem to remember, um, as a means of expansion. I mean, how you'd move from Loftus Road to Brentford's Griffin Park and think of that as an expansion, I don't know. They played briefly at the old White City Greyhound Stadium in the 60s. Huge stadium for anyone who ever went there. I went there to watch Speedway racing um, back in the 70s when it was still just about clinging on to life. Um, in a state of dilapidation, but it was a, it was a vast arena. Uh, and of course, it was a World Cup venue in 1966 and the site of the first Olympics in, in London. QPR played there for one season, then returned back to um, Loftus Road. Here they are on the edge of our penalty area. Pulled into the middle, it's diverted in towards Archer. Nice take, actually, nice take by Archer. Sped, uh, ball sped in from the uh, left side and took a deflection in towards him. Had to be quick. What was the high point of Ian Holloway's reign for you, dear listener? I know there weren't many. I suppose I'd have to choose the unbeaten April, then we avoided relegation. Was that 2013 14 season? I think it was. Um, we went unbeaten throughout April. Can't remember how many victories. I know we had a string of midweek wins here and finally managed to pull out the rabbit from the hat and avoid relegation that season. And I guess you'd have to select the, uh, the win over Leeds. Free kick for Millwall. Meredith Pips is going to go through into the penalty area. That should be a yellow card for the QPR defender. The infamous 2 0 win over Leeds, where Jimmy Savile was debated, Mick, and Holloway said that he didn't like the banter that day. Didn't like the name of Jimmy Savile being invoked in the football arena. I, um, no comment. No comment from the fan on the ball. The responsibilities of office weighing heavy on Nicky's shoulder now. Oh, left sided free kick for the Lions. Three or four yards short of the corner of the penalty area. It's 51 minutes. Savile's over it. Wallace is over it. Here we go. Savile's going to take now. Change of, um, change of pilot. Here we go. 
Saffron floats it in across the box towards the big boys, but that's hoofed clear by the QPR defence. The throw in on the right hand side. Bouncing it falls to Greg on the edge of the penalty area. Can't quite take and turn. And now Tunnicliffe plays it rightwards. This is Jed Wallace, 54 minutes on the clock. A little bit of more sustained pressure here, dear listener. He makes for the byline. He's thrown a beautiful cross in the far box. bashing there, he looks like he's down and under, under, under treatment from the QPR trainer. That'd be a big monkey off the back of Steve Morrison to get his first goal of the season. It's not like he's not been involved in the season at all, but that's just the first strike that he's able to put in the net. goal there, the uh, QPR defender tried to chest it back straight from kickoff. He almost nicked through there for it would have been a brilliantly reactive goal. Line's on fire at the moment. Then he's on fire suddenly, you can hear it. Or overhead, flick header there from Morrison. Points a touch on the left side. No, you can't beat that, no. Um, when the Den's on this kind of form, but there's no venue like it. That's what everyone was saying to the news of Den in the week. It's, it's true. And the, the crowd can uh, inspire the players, the players can inspire the crowd. It works both ways. That's the beauty of this, this current squad, this, the way the club is set up at the moment. The two work in tandem. When one needs the other, they step forwards. And let's not forget Ian Holloway. There we are. Aidan O'Brien going down the left side, 57th minute. He runs into trouble, unfortunately. But Sunnycliffe doing well tonight, he's took the ball well there, won a throw in for the Lions. The man has taken a bit of a caning at times, myself included, but he's doing well tonight, dear listener. Dear listeners, here come QPR on the break, that's going to be cut out by Marlon Romeo. Into touch. 59 minutes. Chipped forwards. Cooper should get his head there, he does. Straight back to the uh, edge of the penalty, it's a shot on target. Spilled by Jules Nacha, recovers brilliantly well at the feet of the oncoming QPR falls. There was almost a moment of panic, dear listeners, you know the kind of thing I'm talking about. Thankfully, we're out of jail free to give a, a Monopoly reference there. Never quite worked out where that piece of uh, Monopoly play came from. Had, had, what gives you a chance to get out of jail free? What, you know, only a court order of some sort, or a rescinding of some sort. Not in real life. Almost breaks in, inside the box. That's brave work by Sean Hutchinson. Takes a free kick. He's actually clattered after an unfortunate rebound from uh, Jake Cooper there. Big clearance, but it went straight into the, the guts of the uh, oncoming forward and came back from which it, direction from which it came. It's a mill substitution. Looks like it's going to be Aidan O'Brien coming out and Sean Williams is coming into the game. Ball in from the right. That's over hit by a country mile by QPR, a QPR winger, to the derision, an amusement of the den. 
we had ball boys of attitude, Mickey, don't we? The, uh, the, the fault he was just trying to get the, the ball back down. The ball boy threw it over his head back to Jordan Archer. Um, they do have a little bit of edge to them. Our ball boys more than most. Ball girls. Ball, ball children. Let's get it right. Towards Lee Gregory, to, to Morrison, to Saville on the edge of the penalty area. Gets a, a clattering, but dispossessed in the, in the event. Some nice work leading up to that by Millwall. We've played some good football. Um, it's not been the most beautiful game to watch tonight. I think the occasion has slightly overwhelmed it all. But um, on occasions, we do play some nice stuff. That's a, a poor ball, just as I was... Uh, the commentators curse there, dear listeners, just as I was closing the side. Meredith produces a, a rare bad ball. Block one is packed down by the, um, the uh, exit area. People standing around on the, on the uh, exits on the staircase. Keep on the attack again. 75, 76 minutes nearly. Edge of the mill penalty area. Shot from distance. That's well wired. Goal kick. Poor ball boys having to go underneath a wire system over there. It's akin to something you might have got in Cold War Berlin. They've got like a set of wires to prevent people getting onto the pitch. And the poor little side's got underneath there and trying to get out. He's out now, thankfully. Left-sided free kick for the Lions. I'll try and retain my composure, my professional composure. Out of respect for you, dear listener. I don't think there's any other club in the country where has the banner what Millwall has. And some people get offended with it, I understand, but there is it's nothing unique. better than this. No. This, is, this is what Millwall's all about, this yeah. banner. Absolutely. And we can never, ever get rid of that. No, we should never get rid of it. Millwall with a left-sided free kick while we're praising you, like we should. Like the fat boy Slim rip-off of the 70s um, protest soul song. It was our name another time, I can think of it. Whoever wrote that. It wasn't uh, Pam Greer, was it? No, she was an actress. Pulled into the middle, that runs clear. Gregory coming out of the game. Onya Dimas coming in. 79 minutes, nearly 80 minutes. Greg's done a huge amount of work this afternoon. It's also a relentless pace over Christmas, Nick. There's a lot of games in short order. Got another one on New Year's Day, so Friday night, so Monday another game. So it's a, it's a hard, hard schedule, I think. So Gregory's just being come, uh, rested out of the game now. Fred's going to come in for the last ten. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot. Beautiful back to defender work there. Back heel by Morrison finds Savile. 82 minutes. Fred's through. He's probably just a little bit wide right. Can he take his man on? He's been pushed wide right. A little bit naively, some might say. He's got the ball on the right side of the of the uh, QPR penalty. This is Savile inside. There's. Oh, it does well to get past him. There's a ball across the box, no one in the middle. That's where Gregory would have been normally. Great tackle by Sean Williams. Got the ball, penalised for it. That's a great tackle. The referee's going to pull his card out for that. No, he's not going to pull his card out for it. He's given a free kick, though. 87 minutes. Ball breaks on the inside. Oh, it's into the side penalty. Side netting. Corner awarded. Must have come off the middle defender. There's a ball down the left side, taken by the, by the seven. Shot on, must have been on target and deflected behind for a corner. In it comes. Towards the centre, that's headed wide. Wow, a moment, a moment, I thought that was on target. I thought that was on target. Header from uh, the edge of the six-yard box, put wide in the event. There's an opportunity there for QPR to equalise. It's about a yard wide, very close. I'll make it about two more minutes of extra time to be played. doing a nice job of keeping the ball down at that, that corner far right corner hey! 
Oh, that is satisfied. There it goes, and then we meet for this crowd. One more win for the Lions. Just replaying a goal. Lovely little cross. Lee Hedwig at the far post. Far left post. By Steve Brosian settles the issue. Joy around the den. Take it away, Francis Rossi. We'll be right back after these messages with Mr. Harry Warren. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at Burrow.com ACAST. And up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. 
big welcome back to the show to Harry Warren. Welcome back to the show, Harry. Yeah, cheers, mate. You've had this um, last night's date in your social diary for some time, um, like a lot of people, for that matter. Um, I think there's a slight sense of the anticlimactic about it, Harry. How did you how did you find last night's proceedings? Yeah, yeah, it was. I um, I saw sort of the video going around. I weren't there to meet the coach. No, um, but if I had been, I think that would have been the highlight of highlight of the year. Um, but uh, yeah, <laughs> I think after that, everyone sort of the people that were really, really uh, sort of anti on the way went and met him at the coach, and then he had a an armed guard. So <laughs> last night, you know, where the coppers were. I've never seen so many coppers protecting one man. It was it was as if he was like a U.S. president. Maybe Trump should uh, speak think, to him other way about security. I think Trump will get less protection. Um, yeah, no, nothing, nothing becomes him so much as the manner of his arrival last night. I thought it was. Um, I mean, yeah, there was there was a hate mob out. I think everyone knew there was going to be a hate mob out for him, and security matched that that situation as it, as it would have to, being realistic. But what a dick! I mean, you know, as, as the coach is pulling in, like the situation doesn't need much more provocation, Harry, does it? And he starts cupping his ear and making gestures to the crowd and and playing to the gallery. I, I just thought it just, um, you know, it, it summed the little the little um, bumptious little man up for it. He he, he he loves it. He actually love he, he he feeds off of this kind of stuff, doesn't he? Oh yeah, he definitely does. I, I mean, I read a few QPR things because I was quite interested to see what they thought of last night. And um, yeah, he's fucking hated by them as well. I mean, considering the fact that he got them up and sort of rebuilt their club the first time he was there. Yeah. Um, he, he, you know, I suppose you've got to get lucky once. Um, so he fucking <laughs> he he they hated him. I mean, they turned up less than an hour before kickoff. I mean, this is the kind of preparation the dartboard. Sort of twenty-two players on a dartboard, and I'll throw some darts. Fucking techniques that we we know so well, kind of thing, and that. Yeah, know. I mean, I, I, I mean, just going on the football side of it. Um, there was the circus, and then there was the football. But I mean, one note I've written down here for myself is that they they reminded me of us under under him. Um, you know, they 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 promised when they went forwards on occasions. They didn't deliver much, but they had a bit of promise. But a very very average looking side. Um. And it just reminded me of you know, of of the Millwall one under Holloway in his in his um, so called pomp. There was there was there was no delivery there, was there from their side? No, they uh, they sort of played five up front at some points and fucking had no wingers to cross a ball at a six foot seven no. striker they brought on and it, it, you know they, getting back to him, he's just a fucking idiot, isn't he? Really, there's no. He's a charlatan. I mean, he's an absolute charlatan. I mean, I don't know it's, how he gets in football. I mean, if you look at his record, he's done well at Plymouth. He done well at QPR in his first spell. And other than that, he got re- Leicester relegated. He got us relegated, even though we claimed that he fucking didn't. I mean, eight points, eight points behind the fucking safety zone with fucking six games to play. All right, who the yeah. fuck if you're there, cunt. And. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Someone posted on Twitter if there was a world record for use of the, of the C word. Then <laughs> I think last night, if, if only there was such a record, Harry, that, that would be brilliant because we'd be topping that record chart every every week of every year. Um, but the the ninety minutes of uh, at the den last night would have topped the world record for the relentless use of the word cunt. Um, <laughs> it was, it, I mean, it was amusing. I, I, I did think that um, he, he he played to uh, he, he played with fire. To be honest, when he arrived in that coach, I mean, yes, he was going to get a torrent of abuse, but. There was no real surprise in that. The coppers were out, the stewards were out, the club were prepared, everyone was prepared. The one thing you don't need is is the the focus of all the attention. 
um, acting the twat, um, which is what he did, didn't he? Um, and, and you know, he, he just, it, it sums the man up for me, as, as I've said. Um, onto the football, um, it was a flat first half, in all honesty. We had chances. We didn't really ever get going to our full extent. There was a slight sense of, um, as I said, already anti-climax within the stadium, during, particularly during the first half, I felt. Yeah, it was a bit like, I don't know, it was like almost like everyone thought it was going to be so horrible. Yeah. And kind of, I think if we had got an early goal, I think, or they had got an early goal and he had given it, I think it almost would have, I still think we would have won, even if they had gone ahead. I just I just think that there was no way we were losing that game. I, I think it needed a goal to bring it to life. If you had got an early goal, you know, Holloway could have come out of his fucking dugout for once and uh, given it the big one, which he no doubt would have done. Yeah. And he would have got, a bit like the Tunnicliffe tackle against, I can't remember who it was against. Sheffield, didn't uh, it? Sheffield United. Yeah, got going sort of 15 minutes into the game. Yeah. And then crowd into it. It needed a moment like that. But I think, to be honest, we were out on our feet from the Wolves game, really. We did a lot of chasing without the ball against Wolves. So I feel like sort of it was getting it out of their legs, which I suppose... It's a lot, that, of, lot of football in a short space of time, Harry. I mean, these have been relentlessly big games as well. I mean... Just going back to the Middlesbrough game, uh, the Derby away fixture, where I think we got slightly found out on, you know, switched off for a critical few minutes up there, um, and then you know Wolves, as you say, that's that's a that's a, an, another fifty plus million pound value side, top of the table, um, and then you know obviously the whole um, the hype and, and and the hoopla that comes with um, the return of the Antichrist last night, and um, it's a lot of football. It, it, it must sap it out. I mean, I, I, one thing we, we're going to talk later on our, our high points of um, of twenty seventeen. We'll come on to that later, dear listeners. But one one thing I do want to um, pick out. I think Harris mentioned this on online. I don't know if you saw it, Harry, but he paid tribute to the backroom staff, the medical staff, and the sports science staff that are at the club because they are performing miracles, keeping these players so fit and up for this kind of relentless style that we play. Um, we did look a little bit leggy at times last night, but Jesus Christ, that's a lot of football in a short short order, isn't it? Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, touch wood uh, that we don't get a key in, another key injury to one yeah. in the back four or Wallace or or Gregory even, but, um, you know, fucking, they are working miracles. I remember the days of Bobby Backache and we, we, we were fucked for a large percentage <laughs> of the time. But um, The leather yeah. apron, the butcher's, the butcher's room, wasn't it? Um, but, I mean, you know, tribute to the, to the backroom staff and I also want to include the recruitment staff because, I mean, we, we don't have a big squad at the moment and, um, you know, we, we, we've got the, um, a, a decent amount of points now under our belt for the, uh, the end of the, the first half of the season. Um, we may yet get found out, Harry, if, as you say, you, we're one or two critical injuries away from um, reserve team players coming and looking very thin indeed. But as long as it runs on, um, hats off to the hats off to the to the management of the squad because they are performing small miracles. Um, second half, we livened it up a little bit after a flat first half. We we kind of took the game to the more. I think Harris went uh, in the in the press conference said it was only ever going to be settled by one. Incident, and that was that quality, quality run and cross by by Jed Wallace for Steve Morrison at the far post, wasn't it? Um, a, a, a top level player for me, Wallace. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, if you can find someone who was half as good as him to play on the left, we'd look a lot more balanced. Yeah, I think I agree. Yeah, I, I think everyone talks about that we need a striker. I don't, don't generally think we do. I just think if they stop Wallace, they stop Millwall almost uh, at times. And um, I think if we if we had somebody else to pass another out ball, I think we'd look a lot more balanced. I think we would really, really kick on. I don't think we are 
I know it's Stan City. I don't think we're that we're short on players, but the first eleven, we if we added one or two bits of quality to it, I don't think it's about necessarily no. going out and rush buying someone. I generally think it is one or two bits of quality away from being not looking over your shoulder. It'll be looking where where can we go? And obviously, I know this season, whatever we get more than staying up's a bonus, but I generally do think that Aris isn't overawed at this level. And hopefully the club can kick on next season sort of thing looking looking down the line. But I, I don't know. I think it's probably, as you rightly said, I think we are going to be found out just, you know, in sort of late January, early February when the games sort of start to... We had a big year this year. We've got to have another big start to the year next year. You know, I mean, with the same kind of 11 playing week in, week out. Yeah, I mean, the South London Press reported that uh, we're not going to be making any permanent signings in, in January. It's going to be loans. They seem to have people in mind. Um, that does seem to be our style, doesn't it, to, to take a player on loan. That's how we've acquired Wallace and, and also Jules Savile, who I want to mention as well last night. Another another great performance from Savile in midfield. Um, take them on loan, try them out and see see where we stand. So we're not going to be making any big money splash. I think Paul Goddard's record is going to be standing fast for another few more months at least. Um, and then we'll see we'll see who we get. But um, it's it's it was a fantastic um, it's been a fantastic series of performances. I know that a one nil win over Cupra, which was a grind in the end. I think um, you know uh, the, the, as as we've said the the kind of uh, the, the circus feel of the, of the game last night was always going to detract a little bit from the football. But to get a one nil win over lower table rivals. And take so many points out of what was always going to be a tough December. Harry's is a real tribute to, to Harris and and and, the, and his squad of players because they've shown a lot of pride in their performances over the last three games. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, it is chalk and cheese. I mean, you only have to look at that clan last night. That's what you've got, is from sort of held Harris. If you know, what I mean, it's like I I don't really like. I mean, QPR last night had the better players, I suppose, I, I think, with the ball, especially. Yeah, yeah I'd agree with, with that, yeah. It. But it's all right having having all this if you haven't got the bollocks to go and, and, and go it fly into a 50-50 and win the ball or, or have a game plan, which Aris's sides, whatever they are, whatever they lack in, in in sort of quality, we make up for in, right, well, everyone knows what they've got to do, everyone knows how we play, everyone knows yeah. the tactics to win the game and... And they fight together, Harry. They fight together as a team, and that's 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 evident, isn't it? Um, that's why we're doing so well. Is because they are a team. You know, we play against other people. When we press, we press in packs. We don't press by themselves. No, everyone knows what they're doing, and you, you can see it. All right, they get found out every now and again, which we're going to get at this level. But at the end of the day, for the size of the club, for what we've spent, we're doing phenomenally well. It must be fantastic for a defender, the Jake Coopers, the the Hutchinsons, the the Merediths, to be watching the the forward line, the Morrisons and the Gregorys doing the tackling from the very front, all the way through. You, you know, there's going to be no free pass if you're facing Mill. No one's going to give you. You're not going to just get a go through him like a knife through butter. It's it's everyone tackles, everyone does the work side of it, and I include Jed Wallace, our flair player. I mean, he's, he's, he does the work side of it too. That's a real tribute, I I feel. Um, just one on one down note, I suppose. Aidan O'Brien looked a little bit lost at times out there. Do you think um, we, we mentioned strengthening earlier on? I think that left side must be must be um, where we're looking. Um, he, he looks a little bit at sea at the moment, Aidan. He's neither getting in the box for the scoring opportunities, nor is he really doing what I would ask of a winger in the same way as, say, Jed is on the right side. Yeah, I agree. I think um, he, he can be found out. I think he has been found out at this level more than anything. I think that 
you know, we need we need a flop, we need a proper winger on the left. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Just agree. to balance it up. I think Aiden should be used as a striker or off of Gregory. I think that's the future for Aiden. I think he should go back to being a striker. Yeah, he's not gonna go and win balls in the air, but he's got that poacher quality that may get in goals sort of from knockdowns and stuff that, that will go into the box. I'd rather see him sort of become a striker again and actually give him a run on the side as a striker because he he, he knows where the goal is. I mean, he, oh, he absolutely. is to yeah. be honest. Um, I mean, he's missed two in two games. He sort of had the half chance against Middlesbrough, I think, and, and one last night in the first half where he sort of managed to toe-poke it wide from sort of inside the six-yard box. But that, I just think he's a bit... He's a bit lightweight going backwards. He's not really, you know, he's not really a Millwall player in the sense that he doesn't win the ball back. We we ask for we ask for if you lose the ball, chase back. Yeah, Greg, Gregory Stoll, Lee Gregory Stoll. The, the, you know, compare and contrast. Um, there is a Millwall player. He, he's got he shows um, strength on the ball. We can all talk about chances missed, but I also talk about the work rate off the ball. And compare, unfortunately, Aiden doesn't comes up a little bit short on that front. In in, in contrast to the likes of Lee Gregory. Um, Jordan Archer did well for us last night. He took a bit of flack, didn't he, after conceding that, that goal against Wolves. Um, I thought he made one or two good blocks, good um, bats away last night, and good saves for us. Uh, he, he's, I know he gets he gets the criticism, Harry. Um, was your strength in goal? Or, I mean, I, I I think Archer is more than good enough with with the defence we've got in front of us. Uh, I think he's more than good enough when it's in the box. I think if it's outside the box, he's fucked. Um, He's giving away his gloves on Twitter. I hope they, there was something wrong with them. Because I think for the last five or six games, there has been. Um, I, I don't agree with you, Nick. I, I've got to be honest. Yeah. I don't want to dislike Jordan Archer. I want Jordan Archer to be doing well. I want all the club to do well. Just because I get on players' backs doesn't mean that I, I don't want to. No, 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 I hear you, mate. I hear you. Um, but he's been fucking awful. He's probably been the worst player all year, consistently. Um you know, he got beaten against Wolves. I think he should have got... The, the more annoying thing is he gets there. You know, if he doesn't get anywhere near it, he goes, oh, he's fucking flat-footed or whatever. But he gets there and seems to have some kind of crisis of confidence of, do I punch, do I catch? Oh, it's in. Oh, right. Like, you know what I mean? I, last night, he tried to catch it and one fell out and he dived. I mean, he recovered where we dived down at the player's feet. Yeah. But that another 25-yard out shot that didn't really have anything on it. It was sort of just struck at him. He spilled one, didn't he? I remember in the, in the, in the second half, he spilled one almost at the feet of the oncoming Rangers forward. So uh, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Um, it's, it's Marmite. People either, either, either love him or they hate him. I, I, I agree. He's, he does have this... He's a confidence goalkeeper, um, which isn't always a great thing, but he does make the critical saves as well. Um, a few times throughout last night's game, they did have their breaks and they did get forwards. And um, as an instinctive shot stopper, I think he's one of the best we, we've had at the den. But I take the point about the long range shooting. Um, that, that does need work. He does need to, to focus on that. Um, Tony Cliff, you're, a member, you're, you're the chairman of the Tony Cliff Fan Club, Harry. Um, yeah. <laughs> is membership increasing or decreasing after last night's performance? I didn't think he did too badly overall, Tony Cliff, last night. Oh, I think he's a glorified show pony. I really do. <laughs> no change there then. <laughs> I, I don't. I, he does a few nice things, and you all seem to forget how fucking awful he is at times in terms of being <laughs> self-indulgent on the ball. He, um, I mean, he does. He's running. I'll give you, you know, he runs a lot. Yeah, um, yeah, he does seem to want a moment on the ball. I agree. I, I thought he just put the effort in last night, and I think he's an improving player. 
Um, still a work in progress, but um, I don't think he's quite as bad as, as you see. Um, for me, anyway, he's, he's improved somewhat since his first first showings in the in the, in the yeah, shirt. Yeah, I think I think he's just a little bit. I, I just don't like the fact that he's a bit lightweight. I just don't like that in a centre midfielder. You know, if I could have his legs on on uh, Williams, uh, I think Williams wouldn't play for Millwall. You know, I mean, yeah. I think so. He's got he has got a good engine in him. He does get up and down the pitch, but there was one last night where he tried. You know, he sometimes doesn't because he's come from Manchester United and Fulham, these teams that keep the ball, sometimes Mill need you to put, go and fucking whack it down right up sort of edge of the box <laughs> and the other end. And, and get, get rid of the fucking thing. thing. It's our slogan and under he, the, and he, and in he Latin. To, you know, last night, there's one player I didn't want him to give the ball to and it was Fred. And he yeah, gives it to Fred yeah. and Fred tries dribbling out of the back four. It's like, no, he hasn't got a brain, mate. He needs to put this out of touch. He, he doesn't understand the fact that he can't beat 18 players uh, and run away. But, he, he has got better. I will give him that he has got better, but I just don't. I don't see this well factor about him. I don't think he's. I don't think he's any better or any worse than we already had. If, if you know, what I mean, that's my point with him. I don't yeah. see this this brilliant football player that everyone keeps telling me that he is. He can pass, but so can Williams. That, that's what I. That's what I think. Well, Williams, William, the return of Williams has been a big, big asset. Um, he didn't start last night. Came in in the 69th minute, but um, when when he does come on, our, the quality of our ball retention passing goes up considerably. So, hopefully, we're going to see him start again, um, possibly at Norwich. We shall see. Just one curiosity for me was was the substitution of, of Gregory, not 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 in in itself, but the the use of Fred. Um, you do wonder at what point is is um, Chris Twardek going to be the natural uh, go-to because I wasn't very impressed with Fred's little cameo, even though it was only what um, ten to, to fourteen minutes or so. Um, he, he does run it, run himself into blind alleys, and, and looks a little bit like uh, the little lost sheep, increasingly, doesn't he? Yeah, I think it's a bit unfair on Fred, if I'm being honest. Um, I, I think he, we're playing him in the wrong position. I, I'd like to see Fred be more play as a striker more. I think. He probably needs to go out on loan as a striker and be played as a striker elsewhere to learn where he needs to where he needs to go. I think where he's played all his, I mean he's still very young, but where he's played um, a lot of his career, sort of out on the wings, he sort of seems to not know what runs to make, not know where no, to you... where to be. And last night when he had that chance to square it for Tunnicliffe, I think it was running into the box. I don't mind if he didn't. I didn't mind if he didn't lay it across, but at least have a shot yourself. You, you know what I mean? That would have been the. That would have been a centre forward being greedy. If Morrison had had the shot, everyone would have gone, "You greedy bastard!" Whatever, and he expected him to do it. But yeah. I, as you said, with the Twardek thing, I just don't think Harris trusts them. I, I just you can't trust a player to make their professional league debut in the championship. I think that's the problem. And he's talked about. Free going out on loan if he gets free in King, I think Twardek. Yeah, no, I don't even know who he is. I have no idea who he is. I didn't even know he's been on the bench. If I'm on the so. reserve team defenders, I mean the bench does look rather um, flaccid when you you know you get past uh, Williams, Ben Thompson. We all know about, but the rest, I mean, they're not um, they're not players that perhaps are going to cut it, and, and that's where the where the strength needs. You need people coming off the bench. And Aidan O'Brien coming off the bench will be a different. Proposition to a Fred on your dinner, sad to say, because I, I think we all wanted Fred to do well, but um, there we are. Um, strange atmosphere last night, we've said already. I, 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 massive amount of foreigners go to Millwall nowadays, Harry. I don't know how it is over on your side, but I seem to be surrounded by German and Dutch um, uh, tourists, French uh, tourists, I understand. 
I think we've been named on TripAdvisor as a, as a, as a, um, a slice of old London life. Go and see it while you're in London. Um, it, it, I think it contributed to the rather strange atmosphere at times last night. Yeah, I don't think they get it. Um, there was a lot of day trippers there last night. Um, yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, give me 11,000 every week. Out there, I'm a lot more happy, but that's my view. Not that I don't want you to come. No, it's it's a it's I need a you to come, but don't don't walk around with your ticket out and you know <laughs> take selfies with it. Just keep a little bit inconspicuous until you learn your way. Shut up, know. basically. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up and sit down. Um, don't be a cunt. Don't wear a replica shirt and sit down unless you're a kid under the age of about twelve. You're all right wearing one of them. If you're an adult, embarrassing. It's it's like the impact of tourism on the Amazonian tribesmen, isn't it? You know, um, it destroys the very thing that um, it, it sends you to go and see. Um, I've got this vision of us becoming like, um, you know, a, a tourist destination of choice at some point in the future. Um, but yeah, there, there it was last night. It's like some kind of BBC documentary and then going to the Amazon forest and they're, they're scared. They've got like bits of wood through their, through their nose and they've never seen anyone before and they're looking at the cameras. That's need. right. Surrounded by that. No wonder everyone's on drugs and, you know, um, committing offences at Millwall. Um, so closes 2017, Harry. Um, quite a year for the club, really, um, from start through to finish. I thought we'd close out, mate, um, with just our, our, our high points and low points of, of, 2017. Let's, let's kick off with a low one to get the low out of the way. Um, I went for two low points. Um, Spurs getting beat 6-0 in the FA Cup was um, uh, it, it was a low point, but I, I, it didn't feel that low. I don't think many of us expected much out of that game, but that was a bit of a hiding. And the other one I've picked out is the losing to Burton this season, which I think is a bit more unforgivable because that was a game we should have had three points from and we contrived to lose. But not many low points over the course of, of, of the year for me. Yeah, I think I agree with you on the Spurs one, and maybe the Oxford, the Oxford at home game. Yeah, yeah, that was another one, wasn't it? Yeah, decided to attempt to throw away a season's worth of good work. Yeah, sort of one sunny afternoon at the Den. So, other than that, I think you're really scratching for low points, aren't you? I think. No, I mean it's been a terrific year for the club. All jokes aside, doesn't it? It's been a dramatic year. I mean, I suppose you, if you're being really, really picky, I've picked out a high point that could have been a low point, and that was the win at Bristol Rovers at the end of last season where I think we were we were leading and then we managed to contrive to be throwing away the playoff place at one point and then um, was it Hutchinson got that late late goal and put us back into the frame so that was a high point but could have been a low point but that is being hypercritical certainly dramatic yeah the FA Cup run was was great fun wasn't it beating Bournemouth and, and Watford and and then Leicester famously um, fantastic run of results against you know some would call them second string Premier League outfits but you know, nevertheless, uh, given our resources and, and what we're playing against, they were fantastic achievements. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, we're a second-string championship eleven, really. Yeah, we are. We are. I mean, you've got to be, got to be honest. I mean, Wembley, Wembley chooses itself, I suppose, as, as the high point of, of the season for me. Um, I, I've also picked out the win over Middlesbrough last week, uh, the week before, whatever it was, um, just as a summary of, of, of everything we've discussed on this programme, Harry, the steel and determination of the side. To, to overcome a, a team with so much in the way of financial muscle, um, with players that are, you know, there's a slight um, second-hand store feeling um, to our side, it was a huge achievement, a massive tribute. I think that's, I'm, I'm, maybe I'm going to make it a slightly odd high point, given the fact we won at Wembley, but I'm going to choose that because it sums up the, the whole year for me. Yeah, I suppose. I, I think beating, you know, it's, it's the big games that we turn up to now, you, you don't, 
the home form's amazing. Yeah. I didn't realise how good it was till someone put a stat up last night. In the last 32 home games, we've only we've we've drawn and won 28 out of 32. And, and it's incredible. Sitting, it's incredible. It's, it's you know that's that's if only we could get after wins away from home, we'd be a top six side. Um, and I suppose the Chol- beat stuff in Cholton. We didn't beat Cholton. We stuffed Cholton. <laughs> stuffed Cholton. <laughs> cigar, the, uh, the flare they threw at the egg flower and we, someone... Someone picked up and smoked it like a cigar or something. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, they're, I suppose, they're, are they high points or are they just... They're just mere war points. A bit like the abuse of Holloway's he got off with his peaky blinder cap, looking like a... Look, well, just ridiculous to me with that stupid cap. Um, the, well, those, 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 those are Millwall all points. Uh, they're neither high nor low. They just are. They just are, are, are who the club are. Um, who's your man of the year, Harry? Who would you choose as your man of the year? There's one obvious choice, I guess. So I'm going to let you have it. Well, I'm, I, I would... Obviously, Aris. But, I, yeah. I mean, That's in terms of players... Yeah. I mean, I think... Oh, I mean, Byron Webster last season was fantastic. Yeah, um, I agree. I thought... And since we've lost Byron Webster, I suppose Hutchinson's come more to the fore. Although I think the last sort of four or five games, I think Jake Cooper has suddenly become the player that I think me and you earmarked him out to be. I think yeah. at the back, we are so, so solid with him too. Watch him have a rick now on, on uh, against Norwich on New Year's Day because I'm saying this. But um, <laughs> they, have been, they have been fantastic. Um, Jeb Wallace is, is Jeb Wallace. So I suppose I'm going to give it to Hutchinson because I think Hutchinson is the... Is the most likely choice if you were asking me or they make captain in the summer because I don't think Tony Quaid's getting back in the side and I don't no, think no, he can't expect to anymore can he not not now um, good choice good choice he's an unsung hero in many ways he, the work he does last night some of the work he did last night is it's it's under the radar but it's essential to the running of the side so that's yeah, a, that, a, brilliant, a brilliant last ditch tackle when Cooper had cleared the ball and for a lucky ricochet sort of sat up and fell and he, he read it and got back and freezed him with the feet and, and cleared it away. And, you know, that's, that's almost Millwall in, in a nutshell, really, to throw your head, you know, throw your head in and into where it hurts and get up and, and keep going and the crowd will love you for it sort of thing. That's that's all you need to know as a Millwall player. If yeah. you on the line, we'll love you, basically. I mean, we've mentioned the recruitment uh, staff. I mean, finding these players, I mean, how the likes of... Um, of Hutchinson for, for a good example, great example in many ways, and and Jed Wallace and Jill Savile have not performed at other clubs. I mean, I know both uh, Savile and, and Wallace kind of fell out of favour at Wolves, but you you wonder Meredith. I mean, how James Meredith, another fantastic signing. Um, it just makes you wonder how they've not shone elsewhere. Maybe it's the uh, the family nature of the club I, that, that Millwall that make brings it out of them. I don't know. Um, I want to mention David Livermore as well. There's, a, there's an unsung name. I mean, an object of some um, amusement generally. But he's, yeah, it, amusement, yeah. he's second in command to Neil Harris. And everyone talks about the development of Neil Harris as a manager and his increasing um, depth of, uh, of, of um, nuance in the way he plays the game and he matches tactics and players to suit situations. Um, no one really talks about David Livermore as, as his second in command, but I think he's probably playing a, a crucial role. The two are in constant conversation. Never, never a great player. We all, we all know that. But someone's someone's doing the the background work for Neil Harris, and that that someone I I, I do believe is David Livermore. So um, I think he won't often get many mentions just because of, of history. But I think I'm going to mention David Livermore. Um, 
well done to Neil Harris and David Livermore for 2017. I thought it was you, huh? it was you doing the answer. I thought it was you pointing out all these facts. Every <laughs> I thought they listen, they, one of them must listen to you because everything we say it ends up happening. Maybe it is. Well, you can't claim yourself as an unsung hero because then you are singing your own praises. So that, that, that's contradiction in terms. Steve Morrison, Steve Morrison, man of the year, I suppose, in the playing staff. I mean, the one, one, one person links the promotion of last season and the, the fantastic, um, you know, to, to be this, this high up the table um, against all odds. Steve Morrison is, is the linkage. We, we don't win unless Morrison starts. Um, so I think probably if you're going to pick out anyone, maybe Morrison from the, amongst the playing staff. Um, there we are. It's a fantastic 2017. Um, we move on there to Norwich on Monday. I, I won't be at that game. Um, but then oh, the, the, yeah, I know, I know. Um, I've, I've, I'm, I'm visiting the Shard with Mrs. Mrs. Hart uh, for afternoon tea. So that, that's my real Millwall um, credentials out the window from the for the listening public. But there we are. That's what I'm going to do Monday. So next show will be after the FA Cup game at home to Barnsley uh, next week. Big thank you to Harry Warren for um, coming on the show today. And here's to a fantastic 2018, Harry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You've been listening to Octoon Millwall, the CBL Magazine podcast. That's the Millwall News this week, and we are out of here. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.